Bills make me wanna shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. A resounding, convincing, we have arrived victory today over the Oakland Raiders. I told you. 34 to 14. I'm Lars joining us today. The lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. Five and two, baby. And of course, the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, is also here. Yeah, you know we were four and two last year, and what happened? Well, we weren't five and two, baby. No, we were not. Find us online. Just search Bills and Beers. That'll get you to everything you need. Our Podbean page. Subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Head on over to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code B and B. Get a hundred percent match on your first deposit. And use that hashtag BNBSM to be in consideration for Social Media Listener of the Week. And I'll send you $5 or $5 equivalent in your local currency. Cash money, baby. We do have a winner this week. A lot of house cleaning to get to. But I don't want to chit-chat about any more administrative business. Let's not waste any more time and get into this first 4-0 start in Buffalo since 1995. Woo! At home. Come on, come on, say you will. Come on and shout. So after the first drive of the game when the Bills found themselves in a 7-0 hole, the Bills pretty much controlled that game for the next 47 minutes, moving Tyrod Taylor's record to 4-16 and 16 when traveling, excuse me, trailing by four or more points over the course of the game. It wasn't all pretty, however. There were some downs to the ups. So before we talk about everything that was awesome about this game, let's talk about some of the things that weren't so awesome. Cass, we'll start with you. You're Jenny Cremail, bummer of today's contest. And I know I'm going to get the stank eye from Lars when I say this, but Jerry Hughes. What are you talking about? He over-pursues the quarterback every single time. Every time. He's like three yards beyond the quarterback in the backfield. I'm sorry. Every does not do anything. I know that's probably his job to do, but I'm sorry. Like, does not come close. He's like, oh, yeah, and he, like, whiffs by, like, three yards. Sage coming to you now. He did have a sweet spin move interior and almost got to Carr, and this guy has the shortest time to throw the ball of anyone in the NFL. Yeah, and he and was under he pressure have that, all and you, day. And even you admitted that he made a good play on that tackle behind the yardest uh, line of scrimmage. One good play does not excuse Look, the if Jerry Hughes out. was the worst player on the field today, that's a good day for Buffalo. Well, then, if Jerry Hughes is going to get some un- non-love, then I'm going to have to give some non-love to Shaq Lawson. Oh, um, come on. Okay. I'm All just right. not seeing him make plays. I mean, maybe he's playing solid. Maybe he's standing up and blocking up holes. But, you know, for a first-round pick, I want to see some sacks. I want to see some plays behind the line of scrimmage. Um, I mean, it was a win, right? So it's hard to complain about too much. Uh, and it was a resounding win where the defense played well and even the offense played well. Uh, so, I, But I'm, I'm going to say, I mean, we're seven games in, and Shaq Lawson has maybe been solid, but he hasn't been a superstar, and I expect him to be a superstar. Well, I've got two Labatt Blue MVPs of the game, so I'm not going to give my Janie Cremail to a Buffalo Bill. Instead, I'm giving it to Ed Hockley and his crew. I don't know why Ed hasn't been put in a home. He's picking up flags that he himself threw calling offensive pass interferences that got, I don't know what he's looking at. He's calling offensive holds on Jordan Mills when Jordan Mills wasn't even anywhere near the play. He's notorious for being the most overly litigious referee in the NFL, and today we found out why. And my other favorite part was he breaks out his uh, his spectacles. Yeah, right. He breaks out his spectacles. His reading glasses? Yeah, to do the, uh, to do the read, you know, or uh, when there's a challenge on the field, so... 
Yeah, so, I mean, what I don't understand is he picked up that flag because he said the player slipped, but yet he called offensive pass interference when the quarterback slipped. As we said up top, if you use that hashtag BNBSM, you will be considered for social media listener of the week, and I will send you $5 or the $5 equivalent in your local currency. Now, you may think that we have a preference for listeners beyond these United States borders. And if you thought that, you would be correct. Not because (laughs) I make off in the exchange rate, but because we welcome Buffalo Bills fans and Bills and Beers listeners of all stripes and of all nationalities. So today, we're sending $5 down under. We got got a tweet from Billy Laflinley, Billy Laflinley, at Laflinley Billy from Australia. He gets this podcast around 4 a.m. local time, listens to it on his Monday commute, and I'm glad it's working for you. Billy, don't know if you're an expat. Don't know if you just threw a dart at a board one day and decided as an Australian you were going to root for the Buffalo Bills. Well, welcome aboard. It's going to be a fun 2017 season. If if you're you're not having fun already, uh, send me your PayPal, Venmo, whatever, and I'm going to send you $5 or whatever it is. In the, I, don't, I don't know what your currency is down there in Australia. It's the Aussie dollar, right? Maybe. Yeah. But thanks for listening. But also, American Bills fans, where you at, girl? Yeah, step it up. Come on. Don't you, want, don't you want a free beer on us? Somebody west of the Mississippi, get at us. Use $5. that hashtag BNBSM. Have a beer on the Bills and Beers crew. Let's not dwell. Oh, my God. Like I said, I have two Labatt Blue MVPs of the game. And I'm going to give them out right now. You're going to go first, and you go got first. two. Yep, because I, I want to make unfair. you guys. I, w- I want you guys to dig deep. Number one, Zay Jones, baby. All right, all right. Rookie, rookie is making incremental steps. He's getting there. He was targeted a lot in the first half. He came up big every time. So you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. He had a great college career at a kind of a mid-major type program. So we didn't expect him to come in being the next Calvin Johnson. A lot has been put on his shoulders early in the season. He came up short on some big plays when we really needed him. But I think he's starting to figure it out. He's starting to catch the ball. Tyrod's gotten a little more trust there, and I love what I saw. Second, Labatt Blue MVP of today's game. There's going to be a theme here, okay? A little bit of the underdogs today. Trey Elston, baby. I could agreed. Jordan Poyer has been lights out for this defense. Him being out of the lineup today with EJ Gaines against Derek Carr and Michael Crabtree and Mari Cooper and Jared Cook, that could have been disastrous. Trey Elston is known for laying the lumber. He did that. He had a clutch interception at the end of the game. He played great. The whole secondary did. Seems like we can mix and match. Now, we're going we're gonna to talk at great length at the end of this episode, but once we get through all of our segments, we'll do a special uh, RIP Little, uh, a little uh, moratorium. What's the word? A little eulogy to Mr. Marcel Darius. I got a feeling that this this organization is going to allocate dollars to specific positions in specific ways. But as it's going right now, with the way they seem to be able to plug and play in the secondary, I wouldn't expect a whole lot of money to be tied up in there because we seem to keep finding playmakers, putting them in a position to make plays, and they keep doing so consistently. Lars just took two, and then just took one of mine. Marcel Darius, were you going to do the back door? No, I was going to say. All right, well, let me start off and say that, uh, you know, if we're going to pick Zay Jones, who I completely agree with, I think I also need to uh, pick up uh, Andre Holmes. You know, a couple really great toe-tap catches that came at very critical parts of the game. We're, you know, Tyrod's dying for receivers here, you know, and when 
Jordan Matthews made some good catches, but that's who we were tr- counting on. Um, and, and, and he he also made some boneheaded plays, uh, including a holding call. Uh, uh, what's his name? A guy from last week, Deontay Thompson, didn't have good field awareness and couldn't get to the first down. Nope. So these guys are coming out of nowhere. Uh, and Andre Holmes shows up this week. Um, heck, uh, what's his name? Even our kickoff returner had a great... Uh, Brandon Tate. Yeah, Brandon Tate. These guys... Oh, 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 oh take, okay, I'm stepping on other people's okay, toes. Go ahead, so Cassie. what I was going to say as my second oh, we're Labatt all, Okay, we'll take it too. Well, you took two to start off is actually um, the process. I, and I know that's a I, that's a cliche, but yes, Lars, that's what exactly I was worried about. I was worried about the fact that I saw the injury report of EJ Gaines and Jordan Poyer and still not having Ramon Humber and also not having Charles Clay and all these other things. And I said, Derek Carr is going to carve us up. And he didn't. After that car, first play, Carr with two R's, V-E. Well, you know what? He's the one that got carved up with four picks and four four turnovers at least. So uh, I'm going to trust this process, man. I don't, I, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me that these people can be playing defense the way that they are. Um, and it doesn't make sense to me even that these offensive weapons are playing as well as they are. I mean, we scored 30, 30 points, right, today? 34. 34 points, and only seven of that was from the defense. You know, granted, it was some of it was facilitated by turnovers, but uh, I am yeah. So the process gets another one. All right, love it, Cass. Round us out now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I know you guys love this with the overall special teams today. Okay. Um, Hauschka, even though we didn't recover it, Hauschka has a great strip um, on the run back. Colton Schmidt to end the second quarter pins the Oakland Raiders down to the one yard line. And then to come out to start the second quarter, we punt, and then Matt Milano uh, forces a turnover um, coming out coming on the special team. So I think overall special teams today really performed. We got good field position. And when you can get big plays like that from your special teams, I think it just overall invigorates and kind of steps up the overall, you know, atmosphere inside the Ralph and with the players to say, hey, special teams is stepping up. We got to step up on offense, on defense across the board. So a little quick teaser now for the Marcel Darius segment. You've mentioned the process and you mentioned Brandon Tate. Let's talk about the, the process plus Brandon Tate equals big conversion. In the middle of the field, he makes the guy miss, runs past the sticks into the sidelines, over to where his Bills teammates are waiting for him, and what do they do? It looked like a high school team with the level of celebration. You that would was have happening. thought that guy that just, just won had the a Super Bowl. Yeah, six-yard kickoff return for touchdown. All he did was convert a big. I don't. I was it third down or long second it, it, down. It was a third down. It was a big play, but still, it was like second and twenty-three or something. But that's that's what we're talking. We talk about process. We talk about building a team. That's what we're talking about. And I don't think Marcel Darius even fit into that. So we're like I said, we're we're gonna get into that little later on but first let's get our boy bill belcher on the phone come see on what, billy boy see what he's buying and selling this week well it's not a bull market certainly not a bear market it's a bills market baby Cha-ching! so to talk about today's Bill's market is Buffalo Bill Belcher up there in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, yo, Bill. guys, I can't even, I can't even find my, I couldn't even find my phone a second ago. I was like drowning in all this money I'm just throwing around, baby. Yeah. Okay. So, what are you buying? What are you selling? Oh, oh my gosh, I'm, I got a list of things here, and I, I, it's just like I'm buying. I feel like all I'm doing is buying. Okay. Starting with. What a game! I, I love this team, guys. This is fantastic. I haven't felt like this 
after a game, like truly feeling like you know we've we've got a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. Uh, I'm I'm super excited, and uh, you know I'll tell you what the I'll tell you I'll tell you first what I'm selling today is I'm selling Shady. Me thinking Shady is injured every single time yes. he gets hit because yes. I I swear to God I fear that he breaks his knee every time he gets hit. Well, every time he's laying on the ground, he's laying on his side like in the fetal position. Suge and I were yes. laughing about that. Why he always does it? He's always laying there like he just died. Oh, exactly. And, and Richie I'm like, Incognito. Oh, this was the one. This was the one. This was the one. That did. Yeah. Richie Incognito like jumps on top of him at one point. I'm like Richie, why? Stop it! Stop it! Get <laughs> exactly. off of him! Exactly. He's, he's just protecting him. He's, he's so good. He is so good. Uh, another another thing though with him that I'm selling, and it's and it's honestly it's, it doesn't matter who the player is. It's our screen game to the left. Okay. S- screens to the right. Okay. Like because Tyrod's natural like way way that he rolls out, but it's way too slow to the left. He, mark my words on this. There's going to be a play this year where it's going to get blown up to the point where it's either going to be intercepted or it's going to be a fumble, um, that fumble recovery by the other team because it's just so slow developing, uh, especially there on the left side. So that worries me. But forget that, forget that negativity. Yeah, yeah, please. No, that's great. I didn't even notice that, but that's good. Yeah, I mean, guys, the fact, the fact that EJ Gaines and Poyer are out of the game. Yes, you can find plays where Elston and Sharice Wright were in Leonard Johnson did not do their job very well. But man, next man up, this team has players set up to be be in the right position. They all play disciplined, and uh, those guys stepped up and played a and played a great game. So, so you're buying I mean, the secondary, dude. And buying the secondary because we didn't we didn't even think for that many times at least. Oh man, gosh, EJ Gaines is like. That's no. They're gonna pick on him, and oh man, they're still picking on Elston. Oh man, they're still picking on Sharice Wright. And you're, and we're talking about David Carr, Amari Cooper, and uh, Michael Crabtree. Not to mention their their tight ends. So, um, so I mean, it's a fantastic job there. Yeah, I mean, it's not even just the secondary; it's the second string of the secondary. That's so yes. amazing. Which, what else, what else which, are you buying? Well, that goes. I mean, it goes to uh, the team. You've, I mean, it all comes down. To, it all comes down to coaching. Let's be serious. Like, okay. I've said this. I've said this for years, and you guys know it. And it's that all of these players in the NFL are talented. You got people that are scouted for you know since they were in pee wee leagues, and they all get. They're, they're all talented players. They just get to the NFL, and they're, if they're in the right system, and they're they've got the right coach, and you've got players all playing together, you can't play well if the guy next to you is not playing well and is not on the same. Is, is not um, you know d- doing his assignment. But, I will let me also say, true. Everybody in the NFL is a good player. I'm not sure everybody in the NFL is a good person. And I think that's that, true. Then when Marv Levy came in and said we wanted high character guys, and then they ended up putting John DiGiorgio as their starting middle linebacker, everybody said, "Are you nuts? You can't win with character." Okay. I think that yes. the process, and I think that McBean is showing people that actually you can. You, you can yep. find you can find guys who are both good at football and high character guys, and I think that goes right along with your next man up. I'm one eleventh. All that stuff they've been talking about mentality that a lot of these guys have because yep. they are all talented. And you're right. And one hey, of the you guys, things, go ahead. You guys go ahead. are the, you guys are at the bar right now, right? I mean, yes, sir. 
Did you did you see? You probably didn't get a chance to see uh, McDermott's speech. Oh no! Did he have another good one? Yeah, I mean they fe- they featured it on uh, on CBS's post game. Nice. And he gave he he just said like, listen, it's all about heart. Um, you know this like this team, and he gave the game ball. He's like, "Where's Logan? Where's Logan Thomas?" Oh, he, br- he brought goodness. Logan Thomas. I'm glad out you brought there. that up. Logan Thomas did the breakdown of everything. He's like, "You guys have my back this whole week." I mean, Carrie, Carrie has not been attached to the Bills at all, like very much this year, but she was crying, like, you know, because this team's. I mean, they they're together, and it's great, and and it's all about. It all comes down to that coach who's genuine, who gets all these players to the right players to play, uh, you know, hard football every single week. What else you buying, Billy? I'm buying a cushion. I'm buying the cushion that we now have I at like five and it. two. Billy's preparing wow. on this show. Oh, wow. Billy has been running hot I'm buying on the, our text message. I am buying Billy's preparation. I'm loving think it. about it. Think think about the fact that five five and two. Do you guys think a Sean McDermott run team is gonna Maybe you have a bad week. Maybe you're, you can't even say they're not going to be prepared because they're going to be prepared every single week. Yep. Maybe we lose some, we might lose a player and, yeah. you know, like the team just outplays us. But man. I, I do think that we do have a couple Jenga pieces on this roster that if, if we do lose this yeah. guy or that guy, like it's going to, it's going to be tough to eke out wins. But didn't you think Charles Clay and, and, and Jordan Poyer were two of those Jenga pieces? Uh, maybe. Micah Hyde probably more so. What about Tyrod Taylor? Well, we're gonna get to that. Bill, are you done buying? Yeah. You got anything else to buy? Because we got a. We gotta... I mean, listen, guys, I could buy some more, but uh, I'll let, I'm just buying. I'm buying this team. Uh, I'm buying. Uh, feeling good after after a victory and another another good week here. Um, you know, coming off of a victory, so, so an, it's a, exciting. An exquisitely efficient day for Tyrod Taylor. Again, doesn't have doesn't have the numbers that will jump off the stat sheet at you. He didn't even make it to 200 yards passing. He rushed when he had to. He got the touchdowns when he had to. If the season were to end today, do you use one or both of the Buffalo Bills' first-round draft picks next year on a new quarterback? Sujit, we're starting yes. with you. Okay, yes. Yes for Bill. That's one yes. Yes. Cass? Yes. I say no. <laughs> we re- we remain so, not I, unanimous. Can, can this just continue to be like? Can we talk about the like the misfit toys that he has playing wide receiver and tight end right now? He yeah. is the, the, like the fact that we're five and two, and we gave up easily our best offensive player in Sammy Watkins. Charles Clay has been injured. We haven't been able to get the run game going until the last two weeks. I don't like. I don't know what else people want from Tyrod Taylor at this point, and I think. And again, so I, I take it down to technicalities here. I think a developmental guy can be found in the second or third round. Thus, the first round doesn't need to be devoted to a quarterback. So I think I think he's the same quarterback without weapons as he is with weapons. Okay, but here's the other thing too. So he's now. Damn it, Billy! Your analysis is hot today. He's, I I disagree. <laughs> um, but he's four and sixteen when trailing by four points. Okay. 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 He also got a lot of those games with bumbling, fumbling, farting, and swearing Rex Ryan as the head coach, coaching a defense that didn't go up from down, left to right. 
So as much as we used to rag on Tyrod Taylor, he also had a defense that couldn't get him the ball back, couldn't make big plays when it needed to be made. So like we can't really look at that stat line and say in a vacuum, well, oh, okay, well, I mean, then we have a defense that apparently can't get more than two stops in a row so they can score and come back into a game. Now we have that in, what is it, 2-1 and one this year when trailing by four or more points in a game? Yeah, I mean, I, whatever. I think the stat of, oh, if I'm trailing by more than four points in a game is ridiculous. I don't, yeah. I don't think that that's a – if you're trailing it by more than four points in the fourth and quarter. three 16. I mean, that's – or two and right. 16. But that still does, that doesn't – it's not indicative of can he win the game for you because the, the defense could score seven points like they did today. You know, and, and so I think today was the definition of Tyrod being a great game manager. Um, you know, when asked to make the big play, he did, uh, you know, to convert a third down. Um, he didn't throw for a lot of yards. We didn't ask him to throw for a lot of yards. He was good and efficient at throwing those underneath passes that gave us, you know, second and five, second and four that allowed us to, you know, kind of have the playbook wide open. He was a great game manager, but the thing is, is that I think we've seen this happen before, right? I mean, we've seen this happen where we ride on a wonderful defense. We beat Green Bay uh, with that wonderful defense, but now I just wonder about the sustainability, right? Because there will eventually be a point. I, I don't think it's reasonable to think that there's a point at which you don't need a quarterback to win a game. Um, and I don't think when, when asked to win a game, his reliability is so poor that uh, I, I just don't see it. I mean... I don't know. I mean, the, the trouble with the if the if the he did it last week. He did it last week. You're right. No, it's I, I'm just but, I'm just saying. Two, we have two first round picks. We have two first round picks, and, and, and the question and we, is, we if are, the season hey, ends today, we're in the playoffs, and we're also dude, very great, high up. And the so great, the great thing is, we're arguing after a win. It's like, hey, I'd rather argue after a win than after a loss. I'm just saying. The other thing yeah. too is like we are razor thin in a lot of positions. And right now we are like loaded with draft picks. So like why not build depth around him? And if you can get a second or third rounder and go into next year with him as a starter and groom a guy who's more like what you want. I, my whole thing is, is I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I don't want to be the Tampa Bay Bucks of 2003. I want to be the New England Patriots of 2002. AKA Tampa Bay Bucks Ooh. flash in the pan, one and done, in and out. Wow. Which is what well, I think Tyrod could get us. I, I, let, let me be clear. I, I will happily take a Super Bowl win. I, I, I will, but I'm also like, <laughs> I want to go back to the four years in a row of going to the Super Bowl. Like, that's more fun than just being like a, a quick shot here and out, in, in and out, done. I also think we have such proximity to the New England Patriots that yeah. we need to dial back what we actually think, what we actually know to be realistic for what a team can be expected to do on an annual basis. I want to point out that all you Rockpile Report guys, Cassie's not just interested in a quick in and out, okay? She wants a nice prolonged stay. Yeah, yeah. prolonged Bring stay. I, I believe the Mormons call that soaking. It's true. It's Look, true. Google it's it. called foreplay. It's called foreplay. It's called soaking. Google it. Google it. You won't do it. Oh, Bill, why, what else, what, Bill, what else do you have to add on this subject before we, before, we get, before we get moving here? I'm sorry? What else do you have to add on the subject before we get moving? I got nothing. Great. What are you drinking up there in Milwaukee today? 5.50 game time. Hell yeah. Okay. And okay. what kind of cheese were you having? Okay. I guess none. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, Billy, we'll be in touch uh, Thursday night. So it's going it. to be way past Liam's bedtime. Uh, so hopefully we catch you before you go to bed. I expect I expect you guys to be coming in full force Heck on Thursday night. Yeah, baby. Yeah, we can't drop one of the Jets after today. Can't we, do we it. Gotta get, we got to get gotta the fly high. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. Go Bills. Later, guys.
ask goddamn bears. <laughs> every time I ask them to do something that they've been doing every single week, like keep a game close, have your defense score points, cover a seven and a half point spread. And they had it with like four minutes left. And they let them score a damn measly field goal. This heartache brought to you by mybookie.ag. Not possible. My $5 free points, baby. (laughs) Not possible without the 100% free deposit. Suze, you haven't even gotten into your... I have not. I still have $5 left, I believe. Well, good for you because I'm almost out of that money and regular money uh, (laughs) because I'm not good at betting on sports, but that didn't stop me from using the promo code B&B at mybookie.ag. And I'm doing so You are doing so well. I am. I am. I, I went one for one today, but you know what? God damn, it's fun. It's fun to look over at the Red Zone channel and yeah. like see, oh, oh yeah, come on, cover. And that, that's the other thing. I love betting not only just on point spread, but on covering, on overs, on unders. God, it's just so exhilarating. Well, you know, a lot of this is made more exhilarating by the fact that the Bills are winning. You know, like it. it yeah, it, no it, one would care. It helps us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, but Suge, you won $35 this weekend. Don't care. Okay. Bill's lost. I'm also on a 3-0 fantasy football winning streak. So, I mean, life is just really good in my good book. Good for you. And, and you use that promo code BNB at mybookie.ag. I will say, the thing I like about this better than fantasy, fantasy, I actually have to know other teams and get to know other teams. Yeah. Other than, like, who is the Bills playing that week. This one, I can just, like, have a general sense of other teams. And as, as I said before, it's also a general sense for the game. Whereas, like, when you when you are relying on fantasy points, you find yourself hanging on, like, oh, why didn't they give so-and-so the ball there? It's like, well, they score a touchdown here. It doesn't matter who gets it, who gets the yards. Um, so if you haven't already used that promo code BNB at myboogie.ag. It's a good time. It is a good time. It is a good time. Like, we're not making this up. We're actually having a really fun time with it this year. They're a sponsor of this podcast, obviously, uh, and that's what got all of us to do it. And it, it's been a part of our weekly conversation at the bar. We're having a good time. Some of the fastest payouts in the industry, if you play and if you win, you get paid over at myboogie.ag. Cha-ching! Use that promo code BNB. Well, that sound means it's time for Tacos Calientes. It's Tacos Calientes. I want some taquitos. As everybody knows, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. And here with his Tacos Calientes is the spokesperson. We're going to start calling you the spokesperson. The spokesperson for Pocky Chips, maker of the hottest planet on the chips. Uh, The the Reaper Take take the One Chip Challenge. You've heard us say it a million times. Jeff. Jim and Jeff Day down in Austin, Texas. Five and two, baby. Five and two. Unbelievable. How are you 14. feeling what a today? Game. What a game. What a game. I, wow. uh, I mean, we, you know, from the, uh, from the second that Milano took that fumble back into the end zone, we really, we really sort of kept the foot down on the, uh, pedal and had the momentum the rest of the game and it was a fun one to watch boy didn't didn't it feel like that play like literally like from from that point on the, the Raiders had no hope I mean looking back I mean on that it, was the yeah I mean that was the that was the lights the, the the light switch if you will that really shifted the momentum and we capitalized on it and then never looked back really I mean that was the play that guys remind me uh, was that before or after Tyrod's uh, rushing touchdown at the goal line before, right? Oh, before, right? Long okay, before, yeah. long before. Yeah, so long I, before. I felt great after that, but after Tyrods, I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that yeah. Was, like I, the, I like, I put down the wings, and I wasn't as worried. Actually, I mean, that's we, we have not I think talked I ordered about the defense wings at that point. McDreamy's basketball-sized balls 
Yeah. To, uh, anyways, what do you got okay, for just, us? Just, just as a quick, no, this is very important because it's so timely that just as you said, McDreamy's giant basketball-sized <laughs> balls, Cassie is pulling up on Instagram uh, somebody carrying a wheel barstool sports. Yeah, it's, it's, from, it's from South Park. Yeah. Carrying, it's Randy Marsh. Yeah. He's got a wheelbarrow with giant <laughs> basketball-sized balls. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I was, well, somebody tweeted us. I tweeted about McDreamy's balls after that play, and somebody tweeted us the, the uh, image from that actual episode of South Park. Yeah. Beautiful. Anyways, love it. Yeah. Well, that is. I, I will talk more about that in just a second because I, I wanted to. I have sort of two two tacos calientes today. I wanted to highlight two specific plays that, um, to me, sort of spoke volumes about you know what this team is all about this year. Two uh, tacos calientes, if you will. The first of which is that fourth and goal play. Um, and I actually I'll say plays because as you know just as a reminder right it was fourth and goal from the one we lined up as if to go for it whether or not we were going to snap the ball unknown but we then drew them off sides which put us at the you know six inch uh, uh, yard line if you will and then decided to run a play in which the the only outcome of the play is to get six inches and I bring this up because you guys may recall about four weeks ago, we had a very similar situation in oh, which yes. it was fourth and goal from the one yard line. We lined up to draw them off sides. We, did, we were not successful in drawing them off sides. We then took the delay of game and kicked the field goal. And in the press conference after that game, McDreamy said, if we drew them off sides, we were going to run a play. And everyone was sort of like, huh, interesting. Like it only gained you half a yard, you know, not exact. And, and then today, right, when we talk about situational football, we see that exact same play, that exact same scenario play itself out. And then we know exactly why he, the purpose of drawing it off sides and why he would do that because the play, which is Taylor going over the top, he probably felt comfortable with getting six inches, but not necessarily getting 24 inches. Hashtag process. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the announcers, James Lofton or, or, or whoever was with him, laid, laid that out. They said, wow, that, that encroachment was ex- incredibly important because Tyrod can't do that from the one-yard line. But, you know, don't you just feel like this guy just – I know he thinks – you know, we talk about the process, but it's also this vision. He just – he thinks that he knows, and I'm not saying he's wrong, but – he knows the way that he sees this happening. Like, he has a vision of, well, this is going to happen, and then this is going to happen, and in this situation, this is going to happen. And 90 times out of 100, or, you know, 99 times out of 100, the guy's right. You know, he's yeah. just, he has this vision of, this is the way I think that football should be played. And, you know, God bless him. I mean, he's been right, because I think everybody has a vision. Everybody has a dream. Um, like, you know, we talked about in the beginning of the season. I said, oh, whatever the process. Everyone thinks that they know the process. But, God, I mean, there's, there's nothing you can say other than it's working, and it's working for him. So far, so good. By the way, I just – I don't know if you, you guys probably didn't hear it in the bar, but I was watching the post game, and they cut to McDermott in the locker room. Yeah, Billy brought it and, up. Okay, oh, he did. Okay, yeah. He just sort of said trust the process to the team, which is funny. All right, Tacos Calientes number – Two, number two, numero um, dos, numero, numero dos, if you will. Uh, and this was a fun one, and I hope you guys saw this play. Maybe you guys have already talked about it, but this was a play. It was in the third quarter. It was the second and twenty, and then there was a you know twenty-two yard completion to Brandon Tate. Yes, sir. And 
you know, so it sounds like Lars, based on your reaction, you know where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah, we've already, we already, we, we already talked about it, but by all means, bring it up again. Okay, great. So, you know, obviously we all saw the same thing, right? And that's why it's so meaningful, which is, you know, when he went, when he got to the sideline, it was as if it was a college celebration winning the national championship, right? Like fourth down play. And don't get me wrong, it was a meaningful play, but um, that spirit, that like support, that team, I mean, th that that play, the way the fans, or excuse me, the players reacted on the sideline embodied everything that McDermott has been talking about when he says we're building a team, we're not just accumulating talent, you know, in the wake of, Mar of trading Marcel, like everything about the, the way the players reacted to that on the sideline is why we love our Buffalo Bills and what McDermott is trying to build in Buffalo. I mean, damn it, how could you not love this team? And where the hell would you rather be than right here, right That's now? That's right. And Jeff, by the way, you, like the Jim and Jeff, they mind meld in full effect. You literally just checked like five boxes of the exact points that we made relative yes. to that play. <laughs> all, all the way from like the analogy from it being a college game to, to it being the 30,000 foot perspective on why Marcel Darius is no longer here. It, like, it's almost like we've watched the same games and <laughs> talked about them for like seven years yeah, it's straight. It's almost like we've been doing yeah. this for like 13 years now, right? Oh my God, that's great. Well, we may be separated by distance, but we're we're certainly together in spirit. Wow, wow. No, but you know what I love about it? Everything that we talk about here is is covered on the news channels Always. and the and the articles afterwards. So you know, it's not just us that's connected with each other. It's also us that's connected with the rest of Bills Nation and all of Bills Nation is but being one group. But we will talk about. Speak, speak, like, there are people who are pissed about the Marcel Darius trade, that, and that's what we're going to get into when we talk about it later. But. Well, and I just want to yeah. give a shout out, a non shout out to the. Mo on Facebook who was saying that we weren't real fans. Oh yeah, yeah, buddy, pay attention, listen up. We know what we're talking right. about. That's right, Jeff. What are you hey drinking down there in Austin today? Real, real quick. Lastly, no. just for yeah. thirty seconds, please. How good does it? It felt really good today to just end a game with an exclamation point as opposed to you know a set of ellipses a, or a whatever that the mark. Bills. <laughs> yeah, you know that the Bills have often done, and it's like right. you know we 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 scored a touchdown with under three minutes and then we got an interception and it just felt great to like yeah. put it put an exclamation point I mean, on we, this great win we beat them three times we we right. we prevented them from converting on a fourth down the next play from scrimmage we went 48 yards to the house and then we picked the ball off so it's like as if you didn't get it the first time we reminded you two times after that that you weren't going to win this game and it was great, and then I've been trying to have a beer, you know, every week here, so I can participate in the Bills and Beer segments. Don't disappoint um, me. So I was drinking uh, from the Odell Brewing Company oh, okay. uh, out of Colorado, a, a beer that I had to try because it's near and dear to my heart as a, as a fellow drummer. Uh, it was called uh, Drum Roll, which is uh, which is an APA, light and refreshing, which is the way that Cassie and I like it. Thank um, you. I was gonna say APA and, is a little beyond your purview. Yeah, you know, it was a little bit. It was a little bit outside my normal comfort zone. I had to make sure the hop level was appropriately low. <laughs> Checking um, out them IBUs, baby. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, but no, it was tasty, um, and uh, I like the name of it a Jeff lot. Jeff has so no idea what an IBU is. No, no clue. No, no. Jeff, no. would you recommend me trying it when I go to Colorado for Christmas? Absolutely, I All think right. you'd enjoy it, Cassie. Thank hey, you. Hey, Jeff. Before we let you go, the votes are in. If the season <laughs> ended today. Do you use one or both of the Bills' 2018 first-round draft picks on a new quarterback? My answer remains yes. I will say, however, that Tyrod has had back-to-back -to, -back to probably his best games as a Buffalo Bill, back-to-back. -back. Um, and so, you know, I, I have nothing but 
I've not, I can't say anything, but hey, job well done to Tyrod these last two games. But yes, I would still draft a quarterback. Well, we're, we don't, we remain ununanimous. I'm just going to leave it at that. I can't wait to listen to the pod later tonight. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Go Bills. Or Thursday. Right. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Thursday. Wow. Here we go. Five days away. All right, guys. Great win. Go Bills. Go Bills. So the news came down Friday evening, relatively late. Marcel Darius off to the Jacksonville Jaguars for what will be a net savings for the team. They don't have to pay him as much money. People are kind of bummed out that they have to pay him any money at all now that he's gone, but it's actually less money, so it's a little bit of savings, which is nice. In exchange for a sixth-round pick, which is causing some fans a little bit of consternation. And we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because I think that every opinion on this matter has already been articulated in one way or the other. We've already shared our thoughts on it. It was pretty obvious to us when he was gone, why he was gone, and what he didn't bring to the team, which was that team first, everybody in this together mentality that we've now talked about twice about being on display with the Brandon Tate play. Nine tackles in 2017. Nine tackles in 2017. So what are we really missing not having him in the lineup Farewell, Marcel Darius. Good luck down so, in Jacksonville. On our text thread, I changed my name to Bye Felicia, which is just indicative of the fact how we are jettisoning players that don't fit the process, don't fit the team. Uh, and Steve Tasker on the pregame show on, when I was driving up here today said, it's not what you, it's not. Uh, it's Mark it's, Kelso, it's not what you teach, it's what you tolerate. Not, yeah, sorry, it's not what you teach, what you, and it was Kelso, Kelso. said that. Yep. Sorry about that. I heard, uh, I heard that too. But, great line. You know, and it's a great line. And, and you know, Di, uh, Darius was trying to become part of the team. Trying, not even, He was a great teammate, actually. People liked him as a teammate, but he wasn't. He didn't buy in the right way, right? He wasn't like... So says anybody with any exposure. Right, or yeah, I mean, as far as we know, right? What do we know? But, but I think that, you know, you have to. You have to trust this. Right, because we're five and two. We're the best we've been since 2011, and we're playing with a bunch of nobodies, with a bunch of misfits. Like they, and and this team loves each other. I mean, so from we, the, from we the rattled moment, off. We talk about the secondary. We rattled off seven names earlier in this podcast: EJ Gaines, Tredavious White, Micah Hyde, Jordan Who? Poirier, Who? Trey Elston, Who? Leonard Who? Johnson. Who's that? And Sharice Wright. Exactly. None of those players were on the roster last year. Right. And none of those people were thought, besides maybe Micah Hyde, were thought to be blue-chip players. But here they are with our defense. We have to be Micah Hyde point. is leading the NFL in interceptions. Our defense has to be leading the uh, In turnovers, yes. Right, you know, and so so they, they built this from nothing, you know, built from the ashes of, of, of Rex Ryan. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and I would like to say he burned out like a phoenix, but I don't. I don't think he actually ever caught fire. Yeah, so that's to, to fair that enough. Right, but that he means he had to have hit some high point. Right, um, but I do think that you know the love of this team is amazing. You know, from the love they showed to Logan Thomas and the horrible tragedy that he and his family went through, to the love they showed for Brandon Tate, to the love that Kyle Williams is showing in a renewed energy that he has towards the twilight of his career, to even now, uh, you know, circling back and giving Logan Thomas the game ball, even though he didn't have a crazy game, but it's just showing that we're a family and we're going to watch out for each other. So if Darius doesn't match that and he's me first and he wants to race cars and get suspended, then it just doesn't make any sense for him to be here. Agreed. 
I'm, I'm going to just, you know, I met Marcel in 2012. Yeah, I'm going to a little brag a little yeah, here. A little in 2012 brag. at the Indianapolis Super Bowl, I was at the Madden Bowl. And there's the kind of the VIP area that's upstairs. Well, of course, that's where you were. No, I was downstairs just with, you know, somewhat average people. and uh, <laughs> Slightly above average. Slightly though. above average. And you know what? Marcel was there. He was hanging out down below. And you know what he was doing? He was, he was sporting the brand new, new era Buffalo Bills hat. Yeah. And you're at the Madden Bowl, and, like, everybody's, like, dressed up to the nines and everything that's non-NFL related. Like, you're not – no one's wearing their team hat. And Marcel was wearing his team hat. I got a picture with him, and he's just, like, this – gives me a big bear hug, happy-go-lucky, really great guy. But it just really sucks that he's that person off the field, but you don't feel that on the field. Like, I don't feel like he kind of brought his A game when he was on the field – he was just kind of out there because, you know what, he's a talented player. So I, I wish him the best of luck in Jacksonville. And I really hope that maybe he looks inside and says, you know what, i got to step up my on-the-field play because I'm a really good guy kind of off the field. True. And you know what, if he goes down there and sets the world on fire, good for him. Yeah. He, he, I wish nothing but he, but, but, he was, but Bills fans need to understand one thing. He wasn't going to do that in Buffalo. Whatever it is, now everybody knows about his checkered past. But that's the point. Is that he's gotten every single chance. I mean, God and, bless and then, the Buffalo Bills. And then they Bills. gave, they backed up the Brinks truck for the guy, and it just even after his shady, and then and then he goes and does it again, and yeah. has more suspensions, and and then underperforms. But you know, you know, when you get a new boss. But what I'm saying, like, he wasn't going to figure it out. In he wasn't going to figure because he had a new boss, and he had you know, Jim, not Jim, is it Jim McNally, the new no Waffle. So what? Right, sorry, Mike Waffle. Um, so he had a new, he had a couple new bosses. And it was time to show up, and it was time to you know get with the program, and and, and he couldn't, you know, and and it's interesting. They brought up the fact that he's going to see Marone, and when Marone left, he made the comments of, "Oh, he's so anal, you know, he like he, he micromanages us and doesn't understand." He says, "Why does it matter if I'm not wearing team socks to a practice? Well, how does that help us win?" And you know, so he's not a great guy at buying into a system. Right. He think he knows that he's a good player, but you know this. This team is built on this system, yep. and only this system. And I think that, so the last thing we'll address on this is I, I read a lot of Bills fans being really upset about the compensation. This sixth-round pick. Folks, just like Reggie Ragland, for whom we got the 2019 fifth-round pick, I believe, it's better than the nothing we were going to get from him when we were going to cut him. He was not going to get it together. He was never going to be worth all the money this team was paying him to be to be the highest paid player on the team. It made no sense in keeping him. He was going to get cut. So to get anything from him is a win. And when I see the Bills fans don't seem to understand this or think we should have done better, they're in la-la land. He's one more drug drug violation away from a 10-game suspension. Yeah, and it's a it's a pick and helping have people like help us with the contract. You know, like yeah, Jacksonville's I, like, picking up some of that. Yeah, it's it's it. That's the point. It's not just what we lost, or you know, just not not just like what we gained. It was also the opportunity cost of, of, of losing him, right. right? So we could have lost him, and then we would have been on on the hook for that whole contract, right? It's not just that we gained space in uh, under the cap. It's that had he stayed, he would have counted against the cap because he would have had his salary right. to pay. You know, like not even just the guarantee. And he would have been pissing everybody off in the locker room. When right. when we when that news came down, I thought to myself, no doubt about it, we are winning Sunday. 
we just became a stronger team without him around. That's very true. Like three hours before that, Lars was like, I don't know about Sunday. I don't know about Sunday. Yeah. And then 24 hours later, he was like, oh, yeah, we're winning Sunday. No, but seriously, though, I mean, like, and again, we, we've now mentioned it five times. That Brandon Tate play, perfect encapsulation. When the guy on your team who is not the quarterback is your highest paid player and only playing 35% of the snaps, that is going to have a trickle-down effect that is not positive. And, and it, it, is, it, it runs counter to everything that this team professes to be about and, and by the results on the field are about. So Marcel, and if you have and if you have any faith in this front office's ability to get players, right? You just gave them a lot more chips to get a lot more players. He has eight million dollars now to get a lot more players, and 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 he's done so well with these nobodies that what could he do if he gets you right. know actually has some money to spend? Hashtag Jimmy Garoppolo, Marcel <laughs> Darius. We wish thee well. You had a couple great seasons. I hope you have a couple more in you. I hope that you can remain financially stable for the rest of your life because Lord knows you've been given enough money to make that happen. I hope that you spend it wisely, save it wisely, and that you find yourself anew in Jacksonville. And God, go, you know what? Go out and have an all-pro season. More power to you, Marcel. No love lost, but you're not a part of this Buffalo Bills team anymore. Moving on. But if you make the playoffs, we're going to beat you. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! And this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer. I had today at the bar something I had in previous weeks, so I won't get into it. But I had at home, because I second half it today, so I could spend the first half with my lovely son, Henrik. I had the leftover tuna that, uh, that uh, Smoke and Jay cut and left in my fridge yesterday after a little Halloween uh, get together quite good I actually don't I, I don't really like parallels I like a lot of what Pipeworks does I liked it I liked it so thanks for leaving that in my fridge Jay that was great which by the way uh, Lars great great party yesterday thank you very much yeah Suge thanks for coming yeah it was a great time Lars was dressed up as a Swedish chef like literally I walked in and I looked at him and go you're the Swedish chef that's right and, and other people took them like hours after they arrived like oh now I get it yeah. it's like okay well it was very well done my very name well is done. Lars yeah so um, I went kind of rogue today, and I tried the Saugatuck Neapolitan Stout. So it's a nitro stout. How do you how do you oscillate between like blondes and Belgians and Hefeweizens and stouts? Well, I like a stout because it's, it's, you skip everything in between. Yeah, she just doesn't like bitter. That's all it is. Okay. I just don't like the hoppy bitterness. Um, you know what? It was it was good. So I I really like a Guinness. And it was it's in the category of that. But literally, I had my first sip, and I was like, did I just eat some Neapolitan ice cream? Wow. So, like, straight up went dessert. Even strawberry notes? Oh, yeah. Like, across the board. So Especially strawberry notes. So, if you are interested in something that is just, like, a desserty kind of beer, I mean, it was good. Uh, the Neapolitan Stout from Saugatuck. And I, I, you can't drink more than one. No, and that's, and that's my thing with stouts in general. I feel like they're a nice little dessert beer, but like I'm not coming home from work and having a stout. Yeah, and, and they serve them in these bombers too. 
that's one of my favorite things about some of the the, the, the bottle shops or the, the tap rooms where that you can just get like a four ounce pour of it. And you get all the all you need from that stuff yeah. in that four ounces. And sometimes it's fun to have like I had one when I was in Colorado last, it was like a graham cracker stout. It's like, oh, it's good. It's like I don't want 12, 16 ounces of this, like four ounces would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, I mixed it up today. I had a, a little bit of spattering of everything. I had uh, a Labatt Blue. I didn't have anything for the first half because the Bills were winning. Uh, and Lars wasn't here. Right. And because uh, I can only drink when Lars is here, apparently. Uh, but uh, when it came down to it, I had my one Labatt. And then uh, after the game was over, I had the Three Floyds Dreadnought, which is a very strong 9.5% beer, double IPA, that's uh, 10.5 ounces at Lincoln Station. Um, it's a Hophead's Dream Beer, Imperial IPA, has an opening salvo of mango, peach, and citrus hop. Very, very, very bitter today, uh, but uh, it was good if you like you know, a solid, really, really heavy hopped IPA. Um, we also had the uh, Founders Mosaic Promise from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Just all about mosaic hops. So if you like yeah. mosaic hops, that's your that's your jam. And then I haven't actually tasted it yet, but I'm about to taste the Bell's Best Brown. Well, you had an idea for the wild card that you didn't care to share prior to going live here. So why don't you explain before you have your first sips? So I'm going to do that. Um, this team seems to be all about all about love, and uh, I'm trying to get some music playing in the background. That's right. That's the theme to Where Is the Love, Baby? Because this team is all about the love. Whether it's supporting Logan Thomas in the darkest moments of his life, whether it's helping out a very excited, excited receiver on the sidelines and cheering, or whether it's even letting letting a dead weight go like Marcel Darius. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But we all know that sometimes even a beautiful thing can be gone too far. So my question to you in this week's wild card is: We're all about the love, right? We all love each other, <laughs> but there's always that one moment where somebody makes it awkward. Who takes the love too far, and how? I mean, other than Bill, like literally every time you're with him. Yeah. Well, yeah. That. That. Right. Yeah. That's so, fair. That a little too I mean, obvious. Who's, to go with? Who, which Bills player? <laughs> which Bills player? You know, you're sitting there, and it's like. Somebody like is like you know they're, they're all doing real well. You know I I got a good one for this. Okay, one. good. Tredavious White um, is is kind of like he strikes me as being like really Boy Scouty. And I, I got a buddy who was actually on the podcast five years ago, uh, visiting from Pittsburgh. He's a big Steelers fan. He came on before we played the Ravens, and he was like he played college baseball, but when we were little, he used to like. He would cry probably every other Little League game. I mean, he just, like, poured his heart out there. He, he left it on the field every time. And now we got a little bit of that in Tredavious White. Now, in Brian's case, my buddy, it's because, like, he was just extremely immature. Like, he, he kind of grew out of it. But I think Tredavious, like, he's just a very emotional guy. And you've seen pictures of him, like, making these goofy faces that, like, they put on the Bills' Instagram. He's all smiles. He's, you know, he missed the pick six by like 13 feet today and was like slapping himself in the helmet. I got to believe that like Tredavious is like the kind of guy who like, he'll make prolonged eye contact while the big smiles on his face. And then he'll say something like, I like you. And you're like, yeah, man, I, I like you too. Like, 
I'd, he's I'd, like, no, 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 no. No, I really like. I it. really like you. And he'd be like, cool, you know. And then he'll just he'll just like smile at you and nod, which is great because he means well. He is. He has nothing, as 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 you put it, uh, Suge. He has nothing but love. But I feel like sometimes, like he just has so much emotion to give that sometimes we are we as mere mortals, that is, are just not on Tredavious White. We're we're just not on the same, the plane, same same atmosphere, however we want to call it. So I'm with you, and I was actually debating between two people whether it was St- Stephen Hauschka or Jordan Mills, because I think. I think, it's gonna, I think it's gonna be. <laughs> I think it's gonna be Jordan Mills because I think he's really appreciative to be there. You know, like he's definitely had some bad stretches, but his teammates. You know, he and so he. Can I interject? Than, Can I do uh, this? Yeah. This would just popped in my head when you said that. Do you know who Jordan Mills is? Who? Jordan Mills is your friend who's like really quiet, uh, but like you, he always hangs around. You always invite him to the party. He never talks. He just kind of hangs out. He's, he's, you have him around because, like, when you're trying to fill out your crew, you need a couple extra bodies. Right. Which is exactly what he is on the offensive line. But he's also the guy at, like, 2.45 in the morning when, like, you're picking up cans. I'm like, okay, man, so I'm going to go to bed. You're going to be like, time to go. Yeah. You know, it's awkward. Like, I like you, but time to go. And, but he's just kind of, like, sitting there sipping on his beer, like, not really saying anything, having a good time. And, like, you know, it's okay that you're here, but, like, I want to go to bed, man. So, like, yeah, like no, but get going. It, and he just keeps talking to you about how wonderful all the love is. And then and he, like, snuggles up next to you. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, let's go to bed. <laughs> let's go. All right, good. So since you guys have walked all over my idea, <laughs> uh, I am going to now pick Stephen Hauschka because <laughs> I gave you two options. And so I've decided that Stephen Hauschka is just very appreciative of the fact that he was jettisoned by the Seahawks team. And the Seahawks are a bunch of assholes. From their coach downward, they're a bunch of assholes. Great. And they are not a loving team. They don't care about each other. And he's just so happy to be in an environment where everyone supports each other uh, and you know his, his and his career is having a resurgence, and he has all these fifty-yard kicks. But the thing is that he's getting a little too into it, and he's getting really into the love because he's not used to the love, and he doesn't know how to act in the right way. So like, so he's just gonna so do something weird. Stop! Don't even start. <laughs> don't even take this away from me. So he is going to. So it's gonna be like after a game or after a practice, and and he goes to his long snapper. And he goes up to him and he's like, he's like, hey man, just I just really want to appreciate, like, you know, <laughs> it's just not that far. But he just goes up, and he's like, I just want to really know that, you know, I, I appreciate you, I appreciate this team, and I appreciate everything you do for me. And then he hands him a heart-shaped box of chocolates. Wow. Yeah. And and the guy's like, I don't know who our long snapper is anymore. <laughs> Ever since Ferguson, what's his name? I think. Yeah, Ferguson. Uh, but he's like, dude, you can't give me chocolates. I'm an offensive lineman. You can't. What are you doing? And he's like, I, I don't know, man. I, I just want to show my appreciations. I just want. I just want to show my love the way everyone else is. He's like, well, you know, we're two men, right? Like we're we're two grown ass, and it's not even like a it's not a, a gay straight thing, but it's like it's like we're two gruff dudes. Like we don't we don't give me chocolates. Do you see Shady giving other people chocolates? So no, anyways, Shady gives people like diamond watches. Yeah, exactly. That's more appropriate, but not <laughs> something. It? Not something from Fannie Mae in a heart shape. Cass, bar set pretty high for you, darling. So I'm going to go with the player who probably has the most 15-yard personal <laughs> fouls against him. 
the person that I love so dearly, Jerry Hughes. I bet you he's awkwardly kissed a man on the lips before. You know why? Because he's like, he's with these boys that are like, yeah, Saturday's for the boys. Yeah, like jumping up and down. But then he just like body slams somebody accidentally. <laughs> he's just like so into like their shotgunning beers and he like crushes it against his head. and just open palm slaps the guy. Yeah, the yeah, face. just across the face. Because he would take it too far because he does it on the football field. Okay. He, like, does not, like, there was one point today where he was going up against somebody. Oh, yeah. And then he, like, escaped to the back, and the player, like, went after, like, I forget, Lorenzo he, Alexander. More like, Lore- that wasn't Lorenzo. He that kept, was, yeah, he kept trying to rip the ball out. Yeah, And then yeah. the guy went after Preston Brown. Yeah, yeah. Preston Brown. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, yeah. 15 seconds. And then, but he was, wasn't trying to rip the ball. He was, like, trying to punch the ball yeah, out. He it was, was just, like, punching the guy in the shoulder pads. And I'm like, Jerry Hughes. <laughs> cool it, Betty. Walk away. Yeah. Walk away. And he is the guy that just cannot walk away. Good pick. I mean, I think that's totally true. And I think it's one of those things where you're like, they're, they shotgun a beer. They're like, Rawr! and they all hug. And then he's just so, he, like, everyone else is done. Like, he punches right? the wall. And he just keeps going, like, punches the wall. And then he grabs poor fucking Steven Hauschka, and he open mouth kisses him. Right? Like, it's just too far, Jerry. Too Jerry. And then finally, that's when Steven's like, oh, Jesus. Oh. All right, maybe now I understand. Now I shouldn't do that. Find us on iTunes. Just search for Bills and Beers and subscribe there. Use that hashtag BNBSM, and I'll send you $5 to have a beer on us. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter to use that hashtag and use the promo code BNB at mybookie.ag. We are back on a short week. Primetime, baby. Against the New York Jets. Okay. I'm about so, to open my kiss, Jay. Second division game of the year. We've already got one of the books against the Jets. Jets fell today to the Falcons. I think I think the I think the luster has worn off. In a monsoon, though. This team that was expected to pr- perhaps lose all 16 games managed to rattle off three in a row. I, th- I think I think the verdict is out on the New York Jets, and I think the Bills get this one. I don't know if they're going to walk all over them. I just know that the Jets are not going to be able to score points against us. Uh, I think we'll be able to put up 20. Wait, wait, so what was the what was the stat today? We are the longest streak of 20 points. 20 20 point win streak at home. Oh, at home. 13. Say, or no, putting up 20 points at home. 13 games in a row. Wow. 13 games in a row. Like what? We all looked at each other like, wait, Tyra Taylor's our quarterback? Is that even possible? Well, there you go. We remain unanimous. I think we put up at least 21 against the Jets, probably 24. I don't see them getting more than 13 against us. So let's just call it Bills 27, Jets 12. I actually think it's going to be a little bit closer this week. Um, just because we're, we're flying high, and I think the Jets, much like us, are a team that is driven in, you know, from their own spirit, right? So we, you know, we we, we shouldn't be winning, but we are. The Jets shouldn't be winning, uh, but they are. And so they had a setback, just like we had a setback against the the, the Bengals. Um, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna fight hard, but I think that we are a fundamentally better team. So uh, I think that we will win twenty to fourteen. Uh, you heard it right here. Take the over. We are going to win 27-26. Wow. And, guys, Thursday night. We, we know ourselves in that okay. primetime category. Hey, these, these are not yep. your uncle's bills. No. Okay? Well, so, yeah, I'm not coming into a primetime game expecting anything that's happened in the last 12 years. I'm expecting the opposite. And if there's one team that we do kind of own in primetime, it's the Jets. It's the Jets. Well, we shall come on, see. Come on, come on. Short week, baby. Ago. Short week. Until then, 
You know where to find us. Go Bills. Go Bills. The Bills make me wanna shout.